Will our pets be raptured? My pet pop poppy can't be lifted in the air, so I'm not sure. But we'll answer for real next on Ask. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is another episode of Ask, where you ask the questions and I try to answer them best I can. You go to cornerstonebv.org, go to our media page drop down, you can put your question in. We need your questions to keep the show going. We're getting close to 300 episodes coming up. Um, that's nuts. Time to retire. What do you think? Keep asking the questions. I guess I'll keep answering them. Um, and so, speaking of that, the whole rapture one, you have to wait on that, right? And uh, I know I look a little differently. Last week I had this shirt and tie. Now I go with a Cocoa Beach shirt, but hey, Cocoa Beach Pier was a really good time. We had just gone to four amusement parks. Not my thing, as you know. And so, be able to be here, lay on the beach. That was fun. So, I got a t-shirt, so deal with it. So a really good question came in, and this is uh, uh, through the website. When the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost and the disciples started sharing the gospel in multiple languages, did they retain their new linguistic ability? Oh, love that ask attracts nerds. No, love you. Uh, going forward, could the language they gained have been an indication about which region of the world they were to eventually travel and preach? I think that's a great thought. I just think it's probably looking too much into it. Certainly the Bible doesn't tell us that. Um, so the three different times we have in, in, the, in the book of Acts where, where tongues or different languages uh, were spoken, um, the events that that happened were when the Holy Spirit descended. Um, Acts 2 at Pentecost, as the question mentioned, uh, they were waiting for the Holy Spirit. The Spirit descends uh, like tongues of fire. And one of the things they were able to do is proclaim the good news in different languages, which was a miracle and confirmed that it was true. Uh, that happened again in Acts chapter 10 at Cornelius' household when Paul went and, and the Holy Spirit came upon Gentiles, non-Jews, and, and, and they also spoke in tongues. And then we also see in Acts chapter 19, I believe it is, where Paul is um, bringing the gospel to the Ephesian church and they had been baptized into John the Baptist baptism of repentance, but had not heard the true gospel yet, and therefore did not believe and receive the Holy Spirit. So they did when Paul presented it to them, to them Holy Spirit descends, and they speak in, in, in tongues, right? So it was a confirmation that, that these groups were saved. And so it, was, it, it wasn't one-time event, but it wasn't necessarily a regular pattern. Um, it, it, now, the only other time we hear tongues is, of course, when Paul talks about the gift of tongues in his letter to the Corinthians. Uh, other than that, we really, you know, there's not a lot there, and certainly it's been hotly debated throughout the generations, and I'm not going to get into all that, but because you're asking about the linguistic situation. Keep in mind, um, most, this event, Pentecost, was uh, all the Jews from all different nations, um, but they were Jewish, and so they came from all different places to go to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. That's why they were there. Um, but they were Jewish, and most Jews would have understood Hebrew and probably also Greek along with their local dialect. So um, it's possible that they still could have shared with these people in those languages, but as confirmation, the Holy Spirit gifted them to speak in their local language, which was crazy because they knew these apostles wouldn't have known those languages. Um, there certainly was probably a few that didn't know, you know, Greek or Hebrew, and, and that was certainly very helpful for them, right? And, and also, as they traveled out, you think of Paul and Barnabas and Silas as they go on missionary journeys um, to different places, uh, they also would have probably spoke 
at least a common language of the area, which was Greek. And, and they might not have known it as well. If you, know, you have a second or third language, um, you're not going to know it as well as your first, but you can communicate with it. So it's always better to talk in the first language, you know, less things get mis- messed up, but you probably would, you know, can at least communicate if you, you work hard at it um, in, in a second or third language. So, uh, you know, really to then answer that part of the question, like, do you think it ever happened again? And is that, you know, what dictated who went where? Uh, I'm not sure about dictating who went where, but yeah, I think it could have happened again. Absolutely. And it still could today. Uh, God can do anything. I'm just not sure it was necessary for it to be a regular occurrence. And if it was, the Bible certainly has not told us that. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, Second question that came in on the website. Um, Another really, really great question and one that's been talked about. So I can give you, let me just give it to you. What does it mean that God is the savior of all people? This is a quote especially of those who believe. It's from 1 Timothy 4.10. God is the savior of all people, especially of those who believe. I would almost expect expect an only those who believe in place of the especially, and I'm not sure what to make of this verse. Right, so various theories um, based on that verse, because it is a little, okay, so he, He's the savior of all, but especially those who believe. We know the Bible very much presents it that only those who are saved who do believe. So what what does this mean? So here's a few different uh, things different scholars over the generations have come up with. The first is he meant Christ died for all and only those who believe in him are saved, right? That's one. The second is Christ is offered to all people, but not all receive him. We certainly know that to be true. Uh, the third is this: is it's possible that there's actually a different translation. Um, so instead, th- that translation would use the word namely instead of especially, right? So the verse again would say, um, God is a savior of all people, namely of those who believe. That's from extra biblical sources where that Greek word can be used for that. You know, take it for, for what it is. Um, another one is that, God is the savior, should have said, of all kinds of people, right? Not all, like everyone who's ever lived on earth, but Jews and Gentiles and different languages, different different tribes. Um, and so ultimately, I'm probably not helping you too much because we're not exactly sure. Um, I think what, if you look at the context, we always say context is everything. Paul really just wants us to see the amazing care that God has for everyone. It's not like God, God loves all of us, right? It's, but there's obviously you have to believe, you have to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ um, to be saved. And so that that text just says, hey, look at how amazing God is. And, and I think that's that's all we can really fully take away from it. The rest we'll find out someday. Okay. Um, last one, as I promised, will our pets be raptured? Okay. So first of all, when you say raptured. Um, there is a, a gathering to be with the Lord, but there's all kinds of theories on when that rapture is, what is the rapture, which isn't your question, but my guess is from the way the question is phrased, you're what would be called a pre-trib rapture person. So that would say that that teaching would say that the church, any Christians who are on earth at that time are raptured to be with the Lord, and now it comes the tribulation and everyone who is left. And you're probably worried about your pets living through that. Um, 
because if you're raptured and your pets stay, who's gonna take care of them? Think Left Behind series and all that with Kirk Cameron. Um, and so just so you know, that is not necessarily the way it's gonna go. Um, you can look up all different kind of, uh, you know, different beliefs from very strong, good biblical Christians because um, there's so little information about exactly how that's gonna go. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, but when we are gathered to meet with the Lord, do I believe our pets will be with us? I do not. It doesn't say that, so therefore I don't think it's the case. I do think if you have to be raptured away from your pet, God will take care of your pets. I believe that, you know. But hey, you wanna make, uh, make arrangements for them? Go ahead. Who's gonna feed your cats if you're raptured? Eh, may as well. Just don't pick another Christian because they can't do it, right? All right, so uh, now I don't think that our little fluffies are gonna be in the air uh, with us. So um, hopefully that helps. Hopefully it doesn't depress you too much. God bless. Make sure you submit your questions, cornerstonebv.org. Also, uh, no more need to sign up. As this is our first weekend, we can go back to full capacity. So any of our gatherings at five on Saturday, especially if you still want a little bit of distance and more comfortable, five's the best time to come, nine o'clock or 11 on Sunday morning. Uh, everything will be open with no restrictions because, uh, well, the state's opened up, so we can too. Praise God. We'll see you then. If you don't have a church home, we'd love to meet you, and uh, we'd love to be that church for you. All right. God bless. See you soon.